Listener Production. So the how often do you think about the Roman Empire meme has been spinning around the internet for quite a while now, actually over a year. We'll get to that later on. Really though, it went viral big time in the last few months. It's a selective bit of the Roman Empire, which gets to stand for the whole thing. So it's a little bit like how a brand operates. So in this episode, we're going to find out why men are way more likely to spend time thinking about the Roman Empire and what part of Roman life they're actually thinking about. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I mean, we learned a lot of lessons from the Roman Empire. Like, a lot of our military strategy comes from the Roman Empire. Men, I think, to our core, we're warriors. We have have to be ready for battle at all times, and the Roman Empire is all about battle. Common sense. (laughs) So that is our briefing, why men, and not women, are more likely to think about the Roman Empire. First, here are today's big headlines with Jan Fran. It's Friday, the 6th of October. Hello, it is official. September was the hottest September since records began, averaging half a degree warmer than the previous record in 2020. So if this news is sounding familiar to you, if it's Groundhog Day, you feel like you've heard it before, you probably have because June, July and August were also the hottest months on record uh, for their respective months. No surprises that this year is on track to be the hottest year on record across the globe. Now, experts believe that El Nino uh, is contributing to this. That's a sort of a warming weather pattern, um, but also emissions of warming gases are driving up the heat as well. I wonder if in a few weeks we will be bringing you news that October is also the hottest <laughs> month on record. Stay tuned. Well, yeah, and when you look at the years, so the hottest years ever since record began, the eight hottest years have all been in the last eight years, and if 2023 is the hottest year ever, um, it'll go to the top of that list. The previous records were in 2020 and 2016, but all those years in between were also right up there. And in America, uh, US President Joe Biden has approved border wall construction in South Texas in an attempt to stop unauthorised migration across the US-Mexican border. Um, This comes after he promised not to (laughs) build any more walls during his presidential campaign. And so, yeah, when he was taking office, he made a proclamation saying no more American taxpayer dollars will be diverted to construct a border wall. But here he is turning that around, Jan. Yeah, I mean, build the wall was a very well-known chant during the lead-up to the 2016 election um, via President Trump and also when, you know, Trump was in office for those four years. So it's a little bit strange to be seeing a wall being built in the US and it not being on the behest of Donald Trump. Um, unsurprisingly, Trump has demanded that Joe Biden apologise, saying on social media that only two things have consistently worked, wheels and walls – and asking if Joe Biden is going to apologise to me and America for taking so long to get moving. This is a bit of a a confusing thing because Joe Biden um, has basically come out and said that he has to build a wall because he's using funds that have been allocated since 2019, since the Donald Trump presidency that have to be used before 2023, which is why this is happening. And he was asked point blank, do you think building a wall will work? And he said no. So it sounds like this is a bit of a technicality 
even though there were people in his administration talking tough about immigration as well. So it's, you know, it raises a lot of questions. Hang on a second. Is this a ploy to deal with mass immigration? Are you trying to crack down on immigration or is this a technicality whereby you just have to build a wall to spend the money that's already been allocated? Oh, what a confusing, contradictory mess. Um, It's like, no, we don't need a wall, but we're building one anyway. It's just an accounting thing. I guess, you know, they're saying whatever they want to whoever they want, different things to different people, but um, all pretty confusing. But maybe it neutralizes some of um, Donald Trump's campaign ammunition for next year. Well, that's the thinking because there's been 245,000 Uh, what's called illegal entries that have come in across that border into the United States this financial year. So immigration is going to be a bit of a vulnerable issue for Joe Biden. Um, So it's, it's rhetoric that we may be hearing more of as the various campaigns ramp up. And the Royal Australian Mint in Canberra has revealed a new King Charles III coin. Good for him. I don't know who uses coins these days, but he will appear on the $1 coin. It's going to be released before Christmas um, with the rest of the coin denominations rollout set to happen next year. So mm, this has been a long time coming for Charles. You see, every Australian coin has had a image of his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II, since 1953, she's been on our coin, so he, he's mm. been waiting many, many decades and now he'll get the chance when I'm not sure anyone's going to use coins. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a metaphor for the his whole life, really. It's all just happened a bit too slow and a bit too late. And by the time it has, it just seems less and less relevant. Um, yeah, very few people will ever see, see the $1 coin. Um, the way people feel about coins... Australia Jan is of the way a lot of people feel about the Royals. Which is, don't need them. Not that relevant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, catch you later, Jan. Uh, We're going deep on the how often do you think about the Roman Empire meme. So the backstory to the Roman Empire meme is quite interesting. It actually started in Sweden last year when a Swedish woman who was struggling to understand men asked her followers what their boyfriends think about. And she reposted a reply that mentioned the Roman Empire and then her inbox blew up with other women saying the same thing. So that went viral in Sweden last year. And then in August this year, it was translated and then went off on TikTok in America, and boom, here we are. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I thought about it yesterday. I thought about it today. Why do you think about it every day? Because it's cool. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Pretty consistently. Like, how many times? Because I'm big into martial arts. Every time I fight <laughs> people, crazy. I think about, like, walking into the Colosseum. And it's like, if this is a fight to the death and people are around and cheering, like, I have to win. So the main takeout is just how surprising it is that some men are thinking a lot about the Roman Empire. I mean, I personally was surprised by that too. It's not something I think about. And personally, I've also struggled to really understand what this meme is really saying about men and women and about the Roman Empire. I mean, the obvious thing is that it's men that are thinking about it a lot and not women, and how surprising that is, particularly to women. And I think the answers you just heard give us a hint about why men are honing in on this point in history and romanticising it. 
Now, remember, we are talking about a very dynamic period of time here, around 500 years from the time of Christ onwards. So let's get into it with Dominic James. He's a professor of modern history at Keele University in the UK. He's written some really interesting analysis on this whole meme. Dominic, thank you for joining us on The Briefing in Australia. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. The main implication from this whole Roman Empire meme is that men, white men, think about it a lot more than women. Why do you think that is? I guess one of the things about the meme is it's been kind of set up for people who notice that or identify that to kind of follow it along. So it's kind of like a ball rolling kind of thing. It's been set up to kind of say, right, this is a man thing. Um, and then what's noticeable is a lot of people have picked up on that. And they've, you know, they've retreated, they've re-memed, they've spread that kind of idea further. And it's been something that people have actually really started talking about and it's really taken off as a concept. And I guess one of the things that's been ringing bells, waving flags and so forth, is the empire bit of the Roman thing, not just the Roman bit of the Roman thing. And of course, things that are imperial are absolutely something that people are talking about and thinking about an awful lot at the moment. Okay, so, I mean, do you think it's true? I mean, you teach history, you um, engage with lots Hmm. of young people and you get a sense of what interests them and, and whether different periods of history or different stories within history, whether it be stories about empires or individuals or religions or cultures. Do you think it's true that there is a real gender difference in in what interests men and women in these different parts of history? Basically, yes. (laughs) Why is that, right? So I think that one of the crucial things is where do people learn about history I mean, obviously, learn about it in school, they learn about it in university, from the TV, learn about it from films, learn about it from the internet, learn about it from TikTok, right? So various periods of history, the the Romans, right, the Roman period, um, or the medieval period or whatever, have their own kind of life in modern culture, in effect. So one of the things that I get, for example, is that a lot of people seem to be very aware of kind of 18th century domestic drama through to early 19th century domestic drama. We're talking about things like Jane Austen Mm. uh, or the kind of revamps like Bridgerton. And so they often have a very kind of domestic image of that historical period that's quite often focused on women's experience. Whereas if you have students who are thinking about maybe studying World War II or something like that, a lot of them are thinking about things like they've seen Saving Private Ryan, Mm. they've seen war movies, which for obvious reasons in terms of serving personnel at the time were very heavily male things. So you tend to get a bit of a knock-on effect that obviously, I mean, there are some students who don't identify as male or female, but amongst those who do, um, I tend to find more people, for example, who identify as as women picking 18th century courses and more people who identify as men picking the 20th century courses. Well, it's so hard to compare not only these periods of history and what life was like in them, but also the representations of them. So representations of the Roman Empire. I mean, what do we have? Probably Gladiator is one of the most famous movies um, where you've got these hyper-masculine heroes center stage. It's very hard to compare the periods of history when 
you have to sort of consider how they're portrayed and which stories have stood out and how they've been told in in various mediums from history books to movies. And one thing to actually say about that is that these these are not absolutely fixed in time. So, for example, the images that people had of the Roman period 150 years ago, they're not actually going to be the same sort of images that we have. So they knew about gladiators and all that kind of thing. But actually, if you look at uh, 19th century imagery around the Roman period, a lot of it was about Christianity. Mm. It was about the life of Christ. It was about the disciples. It was about martyrdom, saints, all this kind of stuff. And a lot of the time, the actual kind of Roman emperor military stuff was a kind of sideline to that religious stuff. I mean, is it safe to say that when we're talking about these guys on TikTok who are thinking about the Roman Empire, we're assuming they're not talking about the story of the growth of the early church. They're talking about the heroes and the gladiators. Is that what we're, we should assume here? Yeah, absolutely. So in other words, it's a selective bit of the Roman Empire, which gets to stand for the whole thing. So it's a little bit like how a brand operates. It's a brand image. So it's almost as though the Roman Empire, the brand, the modern brand image for that is a gladiator. Okay, so taking a more holistic view of what life was like across this four, five hundred year period, what was the life of men like compared to women? And is there much more reason for men to romanticize that period than women, given the experiences that the genders had during that period of history? So one of the things that has been said in other commentary about the TikTok thing is that there's something particularly bad about the Roman Empire. First of all, because it's an empire and it's a very aggressive, unapologetic empire, right? So that's the first thing. Mm. Um, Another thing is that it has been said that this is a very, very patriarchal system a very top-down, status-driven, patriarchal society. And that's right. However, (laughs) it wasn't the only one that was like that. Mm. So there are plenty of other societies, and we're not just talking about in Europe, but all the way around the world, who through for much of history have been heavily patriarchal um, and have had a major stress on their military. For example, ancient Greece did exactly the same thing. So what's interesting is that people nowadays are particularly picking up on the image of Rome as being something about particularly overt masculinity. I'll give you an example of how this plays out. And I think it's something to do with bodily appearance. So in the 17th, 18th centuries, a lot of the costumes that were worn, including the kind of military outfits when you go into battle, look by modern standards to be rather, what's the word for it, florid. They're very fabric heavy. They're full of sort of frogging and hats and plumes and all sorts of stuff, which by modern standards actually looks a little bit camp, dare we say, but that was kind of the power look for men at that point. But it's not actually a look that all men wish to embrace right now. Okay. However, 
the ancient world, including the Roman world, is in its image very much associated with a much more overtly muscled body, which is actually relatively minimally dressed. And even the bits that aren't actually sort of on show, you have things like breastplates, which are in the shape of chiseled torsos and all this kind of stuff. The reason why that's appealing is because in the 21st century for many people, really being a real man, right, is something to do with having a particular musculature, having a particular kind of body. And so that creates a kind of connection across time between many men now and what they see as many men then, in a way that it doesn't quite connect across in relation to, say, the 17th, 18th centuries. But what do you think when it comes to the way men and women are interested in different points in history and different narratives from those points, what do you think the one simple thing that you've learned from this meme is? The one one simple thing that I've learned from this is how significant gendering debates are right now in relation to the past. So I work on the history of gender and sexuality, so I'm used to kind of analysing previous centuries and exploring the roles of men and women and those who we now classify as non-binary or whatever else, you know, all this. Um, But one of the things that I think is really interesting is the kind of raw material of history itself, its cultures, its civilizations, its periods, its high points, its big events are actually being reinterpreted, reread in order to do useful things for people today in relation to their gender identity. And I think that's one of the reasons why this TikTok meme has created such a lot of excitement. It's not just, oh, it's news that someone's thinking about the past. It's that gender distinction about what's going on. And that's really feeding into, I think, raised awareness of masculinity, real or alleged toxic masculinities, and the degree to which all of that stuff actually does come out of the past or whether it's we're all just regenerating kind of faked up images of the past to fit what we want to do in our own lives. That was Professor Dominic James from Kiel. And look, personally, I found that quite helpful. You know, it's not the growth of the early church that people are focusing on from the Roman period of history. It's the simplistic images of those muscly, heroic gladiators. And it's that image of strong masculinity that a lot of modern men are finding really appealing and daydreaming and romanticizing about you know some people might find that really really sexy and other people probably find that kind of scary listener